Well, this is what rock bottom looks like for the Indiana Hoosiers. A humiliating, frustrating, any adjective you want to use, performance on Saturday, uh, lose to Ohio State, and now the Hoosiers are absolutely rock bottom. Not really sure where they go from here. We're going to try to talk it out on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, October 25th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU athletic news. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. And uh, as I said in the intro, this is rock bottom for the Indiana Hoosiers after a preseason, a fall with so many expectations, so much hope. Uh, Saturday was kind of the the final string snapping, and all those expectations are gone. All that hope sure feels like it's gone. So we have a lot to talk about uh, from this weekend's game. Thank you first for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. As always, you can subscribe to Locked On Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow me at Jacob Rude. Follow the uh, podcast at LO underscore Hoosiers, uh, as well as on Instagram at Locked On Hoosiers. It's not going to be our normal format for today. Uh, typically, we do three takeaways, three plays, and three key players. If we're being honest, there was no key plays from Saturday. I mean, we could look at how the defense got torched repeatedly. Um, We could look at the one touchdown drive the Hoosiers had, but um, there isn't any kind of minute takeaways that we can do. It all feels kind of pedantic to look at individual specific plays in a game that the Hoosiers lost um, 54 to seven. For those that didn't see the game, don't go back and look it up. Don't go back and watch it. Don't do anything like that. Hoosiers lost 54 to seven. They scored on their opening drive of the game, but Jack Tuttle is hurt on a, the touchdown pass itself. A seven yard pass to Peyton Hendershot. Uh, he goes out of the game. Uh, Ohio state never slows down on the Hoosiers. Never found their footing after that. They went 75 yards uh, in the first drive of the game and then finished the game with 128 yards, so only 53 yards after that. That tells the story, that stat alone. Uh, Everything went off the rails, and as I said, uh, I'm just going to do three takeaways today. We'll talk about each one in each individual segment, but the first one is that this was just very clearly the breaking point. the the formula was there for this to happen, especially looking back in hindsight. I think a lot of times where you can't see the forest for the trees, we're kind of in the middle of it and we don't realize what could happen. And kind of looking back, the Hoosiers were relying heavily on their defense to be elite and to keep them in games. You look at that Michigan State game, they silenced a Uh, Well, silence, maybe not, but they restricted a very good defense. I mean, same thing even in that Penn State. Uh, That loss looks even worse, I should say, Um, after that nine overtime game this weekend. Regardless, uh, 
the the Hoosier defense has kept this team in the game more often than not, and that wasn't the case on Saturday. Now, obviously, IU was down um, two of its top cornerbacks, Reese Taylor and Taiwan Mullen, really didn't play on uh, Saturday. That wouldn't have mattered. Uh, it would it would have helped, but it wouldn't have really mattered. The thing, the biggest takeaway I had. I rewatched the first half again, the meaningful half. Everything after that was garbage time. A lot of the first half was garbage time too. But the biggest thing that stuck out to me defensively is it wasn't even – everything worked for Ohio State. The receivers were always open. Running lanes were always gaping. Uh, everything worked. If they if – a, if there was an incompletion or not a big run, it, it was – something that Ohio State didn't do versus something the Hoosiers did do. Um, and that is not something that a trait that's normally associated with this Hoosier defense. So it, it was an odd performance. It You could say maybe it had been coming. This is their third straight game against a top 10 team. I don't know. I mean, we talked a lot last week about how this Hoosier defense has – um, bailed out the offense time and time and time again, and the offense doesn't repay the favor. This is what it looks like when the Hoosier defense isn't able to bail out its offense. You're coming up against the number one offense in the nation. Uh, Ohio State looked every bit of that this weekend, and you needed some help, and the Hoosier offense is in such a place that they can't do that. We're going to talk about them in the second segment. So, I mean, when your defense has an off day, your offense has to help. We saw it in the Western Kentucky game. The defense had an off day, but Michael Penix uh, performed at a high enough level to carry that team to a victory. That was never the case, especially after that first drive for the Hoosier offense. Uh, Jack Tuttle looked decent in that first drive, and the Hoosier offense overall looked uh, decent. They converted a couple third downs. They scored in the red zone. That's rare. Uh, but Jack Tuttle getting hurt, pretty much killed any hope of this game. I'm not really sure what was going on with the quarterback situation. We'll talk about that later. There might be some more clarity by the time you're listening to this, and we might know more about Jack Tuttle's injury. But right now, um, everything's just kind of a mess. Uh, IU was down to its fourth and fifth string quarterbacks in the game uh, with Penix hurt, with Tuttle hurt, with Dexter Williams having torn his ACL even before the season started. Um, that left Donovan McCauley, who's the fourth string, uh, coming in. He looked every bit of a true freshman uh, playing under the bright lights. Then you had Grant Grimmel come in and take a couple snaps just to kind of relieve the pressure on McCauley. Um, all of that adds up. All of that culminates into the lowest point of the season. I <laughs> There's no other way to really describe it. Uh, this is a, this was a season full of expectations. They've fallen flat. I know it's easy to point at the schedule and we've done it a lot, but n at no point has Indiana's performance given any optimism for what could be on the way. And Saturday was the culmination of that. The, the offense is broken. And when the defense is an elite, uh, you get sco the lopsided score lines like we got. And that could have been much, much worse if not for Ohio State pulling its starters. So this is rock bottom. Um, 
I don't know. The the Hoosier offense or the Hoosier schedule lightens up, but we'll we'll talk about that right now though. I mean, the offense has to be continued to be the focus of this. Uh, we'll talk about that first. Hope you guys didn't take my advice on price picks this week. I didn't expect a defensive no-show, and I didn't expect Jack Tuttle's injury, obviously. So uh, only one of my three prize picks props hit. Uh, that was C.J. Stroud's under on yardage, and that's just because he consistently had short yardage situations and uh, only played one half. So uh, I hope you didn't follow me. But for those that don't know, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy, and they're the leader in college sports daily fantasy. Uh, they offer more props for any than anyone, uh, whether it is any of the big five, power five conferences, or even top mid-majors. Uh, it's really simple. You just pick two to five props, Select the over-under, and you can win up to 10 times your entry. If you sign up now, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll receive a 100% instant deposit match. That is free money they are giving you. Um, I signed up, like I said, <laughs> I tried this weekend and I failed. Um, there was no helping anybody the uh, betting on the Hoosiers this weekend. But it was, it's still a lot of fun. Recommend it to you guys. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com or check out their award-winning app. Use promo code LOCKEDON and sign up today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Again, we have to talk about this offense. Um, I, it, the problem is it's just a, repeating a lot of things that have already been said. This is the worst offensive line under Tom Allen, under Kevin Wilson, under Bill Lynch, under anyone I've ever seen coach Indiana football. This is the worst the offensive line has ever looked. Um, there were times in the first half on Saturday where they were trying to double team defensive linemen and couldn't even do that. So at that point, I don't really know what to do. And that's the problem with this offense that's why we keep talking about it is there's there's not like a simple fix. There's not like a snap your fingers fix to this offense right now because so much of it stems from an offensive line that can't block, like period, cannot block. So if your offensive line is consistently being blown up, everything past that, it doesn't really matter what's going on because it's going to be disrupted. You can have the greatest scheme you can have the greatest play set up, and if three guys are in the backfield two seconds after the snap, it doesn't matter. You're going to be sacked, and that's what we saw on Saturday. That wasn't even a good – or a, that was an Ohio State defensive line that had underperformed this season. We talked about that with Jay Stevens on the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. I kind of joke that typically it's a get-right game for defensive lines, and it was the case because they looked dominant on Saturday. Injuries have continued to destroy the quarterback position. Uh, we mentioned in the first segment, this is Tuttle is the third separate quarterback to get injured this season. His status is unknown. Uh, you Again, you guys might know it as this comes out on Monday, and that is when Tom Allen speaks to the media. Um, Michael Penix is unknown, although, again, it doesn't seem like he's coming back anytime soon, if at all. Dexter Williams is kind of the forgotten one. He tore his ACL. Um, I believe during spring practice, he would have been the third string. 
that amounts to a true freshman stepping out under the lights in an absolute beatdown, uh, being tasked with running the offense. And he looked every bit a true freshman. Um, the backfield transfers haven't helped with the running backs. It's depleted that depth. Uh, that's not really – I mean, that's just kind of the nature of the modern era of college football. IU benefited from a lot of transfers. Uh, Ryder Anderson, obviously, someone we talked a lot about. DJ Matthews was the best offensive player on the team when he was healthy. Those are two transfers. So it's kind of, like I said, it's the nature of modern college football. But right now, in season, it left the Hoosiers with a situation where they had a walk-on quarterback handing on handing off to a walk-on running back against the number five team, Ohio State. Like, there, there's only so much you can do in those situations. The underperforming wide receivers haven't helped. Uh, we've talked about Ty Freifogel a lot this season. He was non-existent on Saturday. Uh, one year ago, obviously, was his breakout game against Ohio State, uh, kind of national breakout game. He had one catch for 30 yards on Saturday. Uh, that being said, there was only eight receptions, eight completed passes, and five of them went to Peyton Hendershot. So it's not like anybody else was particularly active. Uh, though I do want to give a tip of the cap and a shout-out to Hendershot because he was excellent in that first drive and catches the touchdown. He became the all-time uh, leading receiver for tight ends in IU football history, a well-deserved honor. He's one of the best the program's ever had. And he was one of the few bright spots, um, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I'd say he was the only one on Saturday. So I want to be sure to give him a tip of the cap. But this team is is an absolute mess right now offensively, whether it's the underperforming offensive line and wide receivers, the injuries, the transfers. And that that, again, that's not something that they're going to be able to fix in season. We wouldn't be talking about this time and time again with the same talking points if they could. So I'm not really sure what happens. Like I said, the the softened schedule might make things look not as bad. I mean, this is an IU team that has played five, six top ten teams already. Um, we've talked a lot about that. But, I mean, they're going to make your flaws look really, really glaring when you continue to face these elite, elite teams. So in that sense, maybe – Facing teams that can't exploit those flaws as much will help. But at this point, I don't know how much spirit is left in this IU football team. Uh, I'm not really sure where we go from here. We'll we'll look at that. We'll try to talk that out, try to figure out if there's anything left to salvage this season. But only after we talk about Built Bar. Uh, I made my latest Built Bar order last week and was sure to order the Blueberry Muffin Bar. I'm excited to try that as well as a cookies and cream one. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you guys are absolutely missing out. Uh, it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste anything like the protein bars you guys are used to. It's not chalky or waxy or hard to even choke down. Uh, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. When you bite into it, you'll think you're biting into a candy bar. Uh, they have tons and tons of delicious flavors. They're low carbs, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, high in protein. Uh, they're tasty. They're healthy. Like I said, I have the blueberry muffin one coming, the cookies and cream one. They have all kinds of limited time flavors going up right now this month. They also have your coconut, your raspberries, your cherry barcias. 
head on over to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order today. Try these guys out. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. The question now is where do the Hoosiers go from here? If this is rock bottom, how do you get up? Uh, I think the biggest thing right now is that they're they're going to be facing basically they're they're through the gauntlet. Um, this was the final really big game. There's a Michigan game coming up, which I guess will technically still be a top 10 matchup, but this was the string of um, Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, back to back to back. This always seems to happen in some way where IU just gets three straight the, of those top opponents. So a good news is you're through the gauntlet. If you're really, really optimistic, a bowl game is still possible. The Hoosiers have to go 4-1, and one, though, to get there. So they could afford that loss to Michigan, but you're going to have to beat Maryland. You're going to have to beat Rutgers. You're going to have to beat Minnesota. You're going to have to beat Purdue. All those games are winnable games, but do you honestly believe in the Hoosiers to win even a winnable game right now? Because after that performance Saturday, it's hard to make that case. Even as an eternal optimist, as I've pointed out, even as someone who always thought the ceiling of this team was 8-4, and um, that is long, long gone. I'm not even sure 6-6 and is that possible anymore which we talked about it in the preseason. I didn't expect it, but we talked about what would be considered a successful season. I said seven and five bowl game, uh, though the baseline was always make a bowl game. I I don't know. At, at this point, considering the context, it would feel like a success to bounce back and get to a bowl game, but this season's always going to be remembered as the one with so many expectations and you fall so wildly short. We spent this whole preseason when we kicked off this podcast talking about how excited we were being ranked the highest we have been in 50 years and just um, how much fun this season was going to be. It's not been fun from from the first first offensive series of the year. It has not been fun. So that's always what this season is going to be remembered for. But if they can pick themselves up, get to a bowl game. I think that'll be a win. That'll be some momentum. I'm not counting on it, though. Uh, it will take, a, I think, a Herculean effort to do that, mainly because that I we don't know what's going on with the quarterback position. Um, we thought Donovan McCauley, I still think he's probably the future there, but in the present, he looked he looked overwhelmed on Saturday under the lights against Ohio State so overwhelmed that the coaches thought so too and pulled him out of the game. So that sounded an encouraging sign right now, maybe against a Maryland team this weekend that will not have the same expectations. That game won't, uh, he's able to calm himself a little bit more, but he offers a different dynamic in that he's able to run the ball, which might help against this porous offensive line. I mean, it certainly couldn't be any worse, but as we saw on Saturday, it's not like, Ohio State wasn't getting to him all the same. Um, so they had four or five sacks on the night, Ohio State did, coming into the season with 19. They have five on Saturday. So I'm not really sure. Um, the issues are going to remain offensively, as we've said all season. Playing a lesser opponent will help. 
but you're still going to have a struggling offensive line, a running back uh, position with no depth, a quarterback position where everyone's hurt, and it doesn't seem like there's a, a corner being turned for the wide receivers. Um, like I said, they could go 4-1 and one and make a bowl game. I'd be stunned. I think for now the goal is to try to get to a bowl game, and until that is an impossibility, um, then that should remain the focus. But IU has about one more. This week for the Hoosiers will determine what type of football team, football season this will be. Because if they come out, they compete, they get the win, you get that confidence right back, and you have some belief that you can still make a bowl game. If you come out and lose this week, the season's done. They're going to limp into the end of the season, and we're all going to be talking about basketball next week. Um, so this is kind of a, the make or break point for IU football is this week coming up against Maryland. We're going to have plenty to talk about for this game. Uh, we will potentially have Jared on this week to talk about this game, maybe talk some basketball because we're going to shift our focus a little bit towards basketball as it comes up, start to kind of preview the season, especially, as I said, if the IU football season goes haywire on its uh, kind of final stretch here. And we will preview this Maryland game where the Hoosiers, I believe they're going to go in as a three-point underdog on the road, which more or less means it's two equally talented teams, so it'll be a bit of a toss-up. So... Like I said, this is the make or break point of this season. We'll cover it. We'll we'll hope for the best. I'm the eternal optimist here. But I want to thank you guys again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Head on over to the Locked on Big Ten podcast with Nate Dickinson. Catch up on the action this week. Purdue lost the one good thing about the week. There was the wild Illinois-Penn State nine overtime game that made me do a quadruple check because I didn't believe that it was nine overtimes or the score. Um, plenty to catch up on this week. Make sure you leave a rating and review. Really, really helps us out. I really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave that rating and review. But most importantly, guys, have a great Monday in LEO.